0: I don't know how many times we think about as adults that our young kids need a break too. And our teenagers need a break and they need to get out of their world and they have stresses. I think sometimes we get so like in our world and stressed out and we're like, oh, what, what, what do you have to stress about? Nothing, like your life's easy. You hear this so much, but like our kids need that too. They need a break from their norm and they need to get out of the norm and you just need to connect as a family.
1: True success and happiness are all about freedom, and here's your roadmap on how to find freedom on your own
0: terms. Welcome to the Investing for Freedom podcast. Here's your host, Mike Ayala. Thank you for joining me on the Investing for Freedom podcast. Today I'm returning with Ms. Kara Ayala, and we're going to discuss five things that if you implement in your family will change the way that it currently functions. So we did this, and there's five things that we found that really get the family aligned And moving in the same direction around a lot of things. So without further ado, let's get into the show.
1: Well, this is going to be a fun one. This is our top requested topic always is around family or our relationship. Uh, For me, anyways, that's a lot of the questions that I get. And, you know, just kind of chatting through this of like, what were the things that we did to keep our family aligned And I think one of the things that we did really well, and it's simple, and we were talking about this, like most of these things are so simple. And I think we overcomplicate parenting, we overcomplicate relationships in general. Relationships in general really require only a couple of things. They need love, they need encouragement, they need to be seen, right? Like every relationship that you have needs those components. And we really complicate things when we try to make them a lot bigger. So this first one is so simple everyone can do this. Everyone can do all of these. They're so simple. So I hope that you apply these to your family. But this first one is having nightly dinners, like having a time and everybody comes and sits at the table and you eat dinner together. So simple, right? Yeah. But so complicated.
0: Yeah. Well, and you say simple. And I remember having the conversation with Kiyosaki and he's like, it's not easy. And I, when I mentioned that, Hey, it's so simple. The principle is simple but the execution is not necessarily easy because we're all busy. We all have, you know, jobs and you know, a little bit of grace. If you've got a job where you're forced to miss dinners and stuff, I get it. But honestly, at the end of the day, most people have some latitude and flexibility. If you're a business owner, um, you know, a lot of times when we are staying late at the office or any of those things, is it actually that you have to do that? Or do you just have this story in your brain? I think I have to do this. And so even though the concept is simple, being disciplined and to actually show up, and you mentioned you know the few things, it takes time. It takes a time commitment. And that's one of the things that most of us who are busy don't have enough of is time, but it's a prioritization conversation too. What are the things that you value? And, and honestly, like you said, it's a simple concept, but most people don't value it enough to actually create the boundary to say, hey, we're going to do this.
1: Well, have you ever, you know, I know you've heard this, you know, show me your calendar and I'll show you your priorities. And it, this really, it, it's kind of a hard, hard, harsh truth of if this, it can't be a priority, then I would question if your priorities are really in alignment with what you say your priorities are. And you're really living out what those priorities are in your life. So if you want something different, you have to do something different. So if you're wanting more alignment within your family, it has to be a priority. And we talk about this all the time with our date night being a non-negotiable. Same with dinner at, at our house. I mean, even after our kids moved out, we still sit at the dinner table and have dinner together every night. And I don't want to be so extreme that it has to be every night. We understand we ha- we went through the season and maybe some of you are there right now where you, Johnny's in soccer and Billy's in football and little Sally's in dance class, right? So there's going to be seasons where it's it's you're going to be kind of crossing paths and you're like, I remember thinking, do we eat dinner at four or do we eat dinner at nine? Because it was just jam-packed and the evenings, but I think making it a almost like a ritual. And I think families really benefit from having rituals and having things that they can count on because it, it brings safety to the family dynamic. It creates a safe place within the home. It's something they know they can count on, that there's going to be a dinner every night. Maybe you guys are eating at different times because of schedules at during seasons, right? The, the key is making sure that this doesn't happen all the time because you're not in this, a sport year long. Mm-hmm. You know, usually those change di- at different seasons of your life, and you're not always so busy. So, making sure that it's the standard, and sometimes you DV off of it, deviate off of it because of something that's going on in your life, but it's not something that regularly happens. You, dinner is that's something that you do. You have a family dinner, and I think the beauty of having a family dinner is it creates a space for conversation. And it creates a space for people to share what's going on in their day. And you can be any age and participate in that conversation.
0: Yeah. And nobody needs like, you know, eight hours a day from each other. And if most families don't have that space that you're talking about, we don't need all the time in the world. We need intentional connection space. And as you were saying that too, I think the dinner thing is so important because you brought up the sports and in this day and age, there's kids that are in sports year round and you know sports is such a priority and how many of those kids are actually going to go on and make a career out of sports but the one thing that i will tell you is when they're an adult and they start having their own families and they're no longer a sports player and they're working just like everybody else works the things that they're going to bring into their life are the things that you taught them when they're little and if dinner didn't matter and connection time as a family didn't matter that's the stuff that they're going to bring into it and i just think we live in a day and age where sometimes our priorities are off. And so if you do find yourself in a spot where, I mean, unless you've got like this, you know, world-class kid that, you know, you've got, most people are spending way too much time on school, extracurricular activities, all of that stuff and have zero connection time. And the kids are just wore out and it's kind of a sad place that we're in.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think we even went through a couple seasons like that when, you know, Cain was competitively dancing. It was, it was a lot. And it, You just have to really reconsider. Like, is it benefiting them or taking away from them? And consider that piece of it. We didn't really mean to get into all of that, but you know, I think the important part is making sure that you have a space where you can have that dinner. And even to this day, like, we love dinner. We love having. And there's something about breaking bread together and um, having conversations around a dinner table with friends. It doesn't matter who it is, but how amazing that you can impart that to your family and it's something that they can carry on later on and I wanted this is kind of a funny thing but you know we had a we have a really long table for our dinner table and then we have like a big countertop that you could sit at as well and in our last house it was kind of the same thing even bigger though our big our countertop was huge at our last house it was like a big island and I remember having a couple of people ask like do you ever sit at your table because it looks kind of more fancy I guess and I, yeah, we sit at it every single night. That's where we sit and eat dinner. And I think it's because we've just made it a priority.
0: Yeah. And that was good. We didn't mean to get into that, like you said, but some of these will just fly through. So um, the second one is FFF. And we actually learned this from an amazing human, um, Gene Garino, who passed away a couple of years ago. But what, what what a phenomenal like individual he was. But FFF stands for Forced Family Fun. And, you know, our kids often joke with us, like, you might need to change that name because the forced family fun, you know, makes it sound forced. But this is one thing that we did once we learned it. And we did a version of this, I think, always. But forced family fun is literally just creating, you know, whether it's two hours a week or a day a week or whatever, where you just go do something together and it's forced family fun. It doesn't matter if one loves bowling and one loves the movies. We'll go to the movies one week. We'll do bowling. But we all have to go and do that together.
1: Yeah, creating something that you have to do together. And I think it can be forced at sometimes, like you said, because some some people might not enjoy something as as much as another person. But one thing that I can say is there was never somebody who didn't enjoy it.
0: Participate and
1: participate afterwards. You know, you can, and you can do this monthly. It can be more of a, you know, we're going to do a day excursion. It can be like your family day of the month, or maybe it's a little more over the top where you go skiing. Like I remember one time we did a Force Family Fun skiing weekend trip. Mm-hmm. So it can be, or, you know, what were some of the other things? One day, one time we did a sound bowl. Yeah. Um, we had somebody come over and do sound bowls for us. Like it just get creative and do things. I think the purpose of it is doing things that each of you might want to have an interest in. And it's cool to get other ideas from the family members of what they think would be fun and then kind of rotating what that experience is. And then you're all participating in things that the others enjoy.
0: Yeah. Kara and Tim don't know this, but we're planning a skydiving force family fun that they're going to have to participate in.
1: <laughs> we will see about that one. I think we might pull a trump card on that
0: one. Yeah. I like it. Okay. Let's move to the next one. So um, 777, we had a mentor We were youth pastors years ago, and there was a guy named Ron Luce that ran a huge organization called Acquire the Fire, and he always talked about 777. So every seven days, you have a family day. Every seven weeks, you have a small trip. And then every seven months, you do a family vacation. And some people are probably listening, saying, oh, we do more than that. Okay, great. That's awesome. But this is just like a container that, again, you kind of map out on the calendar to make sure that every seven days, you're connecting as a family. It doesn't have to be an entire day. It could be a morning. Hey, we're going to go do a morning hike, hike, and and just try to spend the day together. And again, everybody's busy, so it doesn't have to be you know an entire twelve hour day. It's like you know Shabbat where or the Sabbath where you can't do anything. Um, it doesn't have to. Which be that's like cool too. It's totally. cool. <laughs> um, but every seven days, do um, just a family day together, and then every seven weeks.
1: And then every seven weeks you do a, like a shorter vacation. So more like a trip, like a weekend, longer weekend trip where you actually go somewhere. Maybe you do a staycation, but it's a, it's a time for you to kind of get away from your house and do something differently as a family.
0: And then every seven months, just plan out some, you know, vacation to somewhere awesome.
1: Yeah. An epic vacation. And, you know, I think that's the thing is like, uh, one thing that I really think, is creating those experiences all of those that the 777s are experiences that you're creating and time that you're setting apart and so when you're creating these experiences with your kids and with each other your your love bond like grows when you're where in in those situations and then the memories that you have from each of those trips or each of those things that you're you're planning whether it's just that every 7 days maybe it's a game night whatever it is you're creating those memories and when they grow up, it's, it's kind of like what you said with the dinners. When they grow up, they have those memories and they can start incorporating those with
0: their family too. You know what's interesting that I'm thinking about? like As adults, we want to take trips. We want to take vacations. We want to get away from work. We need a break. I don't know how many times we think about as adults that our young kids need a break too. And our teenagers need a break and they need to get out of their world and they have stresses. I think sometimes we get so like in our world and stressed out. And we're like, oh, what, what What do you have to stress about? Nothing. Like your life's easy. You hear this so much, but like our kids need that too. They need a break from their norm and they need to get out of the norm and you just need to connect as a family.
1: Yeah, I agree. And I think, you know, sometimes even kids have more, str- not more stress than adults, but their level of stress compared to ours is the same for their little minds than it, that it is for us.
0: Well, and if we have a level of stress, we chose it. It's, you know, we can quit our job, we can move on um, we chose to start a business. The kids stress, they didn't choose it. So it's such a great point.
1: Yeah. And then the next one is go all in on your kids' interests.
0: Yeah. We were thinking back to this and it's like, you know, so many times people say, if you're going to do something, you have to do it and go all in on it and do it forever. Well, like I'm thinking motocross. One time Dylan was like, I want to get into motocross. And then Tim started riding, and we went all in on that. We got a trailer. I bought a motorcycle and I think Dylan rode for a couple seasons. Tim might've rode for a season or two, um, but we went all in on it. And then when they're done, we sold the bikes. But I think so many times as parents were like, well, are you sure? And when you're going to go all in on it, you're going to be the best of the best. When they show interest in something, see if it's an interest. And then eventually they'll find what they actually want. But I think sometimes we're so committed to like, if you do this, you're going to do it forever. When maybe they wanted to try, I try many things yeah, and find that I don't love it. And then I move on.
1: Well, and I'm even thinking during that season, you guys took a couple of trips to
0: Supercross, Supercross
1: yeah, yeah, and invited some of their friends. So it was like just a thing that you you the boys could do together. We would come to when they would ride. But I think that just creates other experiences from that experience. And then I'm thinking of Caton doing dance and, you know. I would go on trips with her. Sometimes we would just be the girls. Sometimes all the guy, boys would come too. And I remember them kind of complaining, sitting on the side, like we have to watch 10,000 dancers, Which, but when you go in on each other's gifts and interests, then you really create, it, it makes people feel important. And it shows your kids that they're important and their desires are important and their interests are important. And then I'm thinking of when Tim was really interested in music and we had a friend who was in music. And so We've hired him to help him like just go all in on things that they're interested in. Let them try it out. You know, we have to try things on. How How do you know if you like something if you're not able to try it on?
0: Yeah. And that's interesting too, like with Tim, because going into that studio with our friend and, and our, he said he'd charge 25 bucks an hour. This is a guy that like records for like some decent names in the industry. And, and I don't think he ever even let us pay him. Yeah. But Tim goes there and learns and then Tim ends up going to audio engineering school and now he's producing podcasts and has his own business. Who knows where that would have went if we would have said, "No music, there's no, you know, why would you do that? And I mean, this is how so many parents respond, but you got to go in on those things that they, and then if they decide they don't love it, let them move on. Yeah. Don't be so hardcore. Yeah. Last one. The last one is inviting opinions. I think one thing that we've always been really great at is you know, not forcing our opinions on our kids. And I think so many times we want so badly for our kids to think the way we do and believe the way we do. And this is your God and, and all of those things that I think we, I've just learned, whether it's with kids or just people in general, you can't force somebody to agree with you. And by the way, they deserve their own opinion, right?
1: Yeah, and at the end of the day, why would we want? force our own why would we want you know i i know adults that believe like their parents and don't really believe like their parents do you know what i'm saying like they don't have a real understanding of what they believe they just believe it because it was taught to them and so there's been no opportunity for them to question and so when we're talking about you know allowing other opinions it's also inviting them to question inviting them in to question everything and i think teaching your kids how to question is a skill especially in this day and age, they need to be able to question things and to figure things out for themselves. You know, even if you talk about religion, my favorite saying is, God doesn't have grandchildren. Mm. And... Just because I have a relationship with God does not mean that my kids automatically have a relationship with God. They have their, you know, it's not a passed down thing. That's their own. They have their own relationship with God. Not, it doesn't come through me, it comes through their own experience and how God speaks to them. And it, it'll be different than how he speaks to me, right? Or career choices. You know, you see this a lot of times where. Parents are like so adamant about what their kids are going to do, either because they didn't get to do what they wanted to do or because they did do what they want to do. And maybe there's a family business and they want their kids to follow in their footsteps. When we're really, you know, this kind of goes back to the interests almost, they almost cross over each other, allowing them to explore and have their own opinions. And in fact, we have some, we've played a game a couple of times where we actually debate each other Mm -hmm. and give each other the things that that you have to debate. And sometimes it's totally against one of their opinions. But I think that that's a really good skill to have is to be able to see a different perspective and understand where somebody else is coming from.
0: Yeah. I'll never forget when we did that and the kids had me and you, and I had to argue why capitalism was wrong. And- It's, you just got to do it. And, but it's great to understand other people's viewpoints. It's interesting too, because as we talked through all of this, like really, when you talk about them forming their own opinions and really getting to know them, like if you're not doing the dinners together and the forced family fun and all of that, like, how do you even get to know each other or what people think? And so it's, it's super important. I think to loop back to the, yeah, dinner together, it seems like a simple thing, but it's not easy to execute. And it's probably one of the most important things. That you could actually do. And the last thing that I'll say too, as you were talking, I was just thinking about the limiting beliefs that I've had to like, you know, tear through. And you just said that you were reading the big leap again, which, you know, we both read every year. And I think about all these like limiting beliefs and ideas that I have in my brain. And why would we as parents, knowing that like, we have all of these things that are broken in us, try to force our opinions and our thoughts on our kids when we're constantly breaking the things that we believe in. We're we're trained. And so I think we just have to be like super, um, cognizant of this and make sure that we're not like forcing our opinions and beliefs on them.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's just so good because we are, we're all relearning and we're all reparenting ourselves. And so the fact that we would try to push that on our kids is just ridiculous.
0: Yeah. Well, if the audience is interested, I would just like to plug this. We didn't talk about it, but we have a new version of the next level couple launching and um, would love to have any couples that are business owners, wanting to grow together as a couple, we take a four month group together. We do an epic trip and then we spend some virtual time together the next three months. Amazing speakers, connection time. If they're interested, how can they find out more?
1: If you text the word NEXT Level to 480 605 4814, we will get you on the wait list and hopefully you can make our next trip. Again, it's 480 605 4814. Text the word NEXT Level.
0: Well, this has been fun. And at those events, we have a ton of conversations like this and just many more. So look forward to seeing some of the amazing couples on that trip. And I'm just grateful to do life with you. Same. If you've found value in this episode and you know someone who's wanting to start or move further along in their journey toward investing for freedom, I would be forever grateful if you would share this show with them and help me get this message out to more listeners.